Today is September 14th, and on today's episode of Hold My Whistle, we're talking about Hurricane Florence. We got our starting lineups and running the pine, and it's football season. College, NFL, we're going to be talking about all of it, and we got a brand new segment we think you're going to like. I'm Paulo. I'm Foy. And let's get this day started. So on the East Coast right now, Hurricane Florence is just crushing. It's, uh, it's, has it made landfall yet? I don't know. I, just, I looked at the news. I looked at the weather, mm-hmm. like images. All the colors are going around, but it doesn't look like it's hit South Carolina yet. But were you watching the Mexican weather station? No, I wasn't. the I'm, hottest weather girl ever. There's a... Oh, weather people should just be Latina and anti dresses. Right, and have a huge dumper on them. Or cans. Either one. That, do you, have you seen ever the... And it's been going on for a long time. The Europeans have... Like undressing weather people. Yeah, uh, I, I've seen some of that. It's uh, I, I personally haven't seen it, but yeah. um, hold on, we got a little sound level issue here. Uh, what do you think, there, Paulo? Check, check, check. Oh, microphone checking. It's uh, it came out pretty good before. Stop. Technical difficulties. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, fuck! It's like our first day all over again. I, I don't even know what's going on. Uh, we had some computer issues, which we thought were issues, but they're really not. You know? And you know what? Most of the time when these issues would come up, I would lose my train of thought. But because we're talking about weather girls. Yeah. And I just, I just happened to scroll through and see Yannette Garcia breaks the internet. And Solid. pretty much she ruined the podcast because we brought her up. Uh-huh. But uh, we got that all fixed now. And you know what? I like to see her. You know, she's very informative, but I'm not really paying attention to the weather. No, the be- the best one is the Aussie the Aussie man reviews or the Aussie man guy. He does weather too? No, he just reviews her oh, her, yeah. her uh her her segments. It's so funny. Like she approaches the apocalypse with a can do attitude. I mean, I, I have no good uh, Australian accent, but uh, that video is really funny. Yeah, no, it's it's she's special. And, you know, she's got a place in everyone's newscast. Yeah, I'm sure she gets a job wherever she wants. I know, man. But let's get, let's, let's get more serious about this Hurricane Florence. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's affecting our college Saturday. It, it definitely is. I One mean, of the games I might have been looking forward to is the West Virginia Mountaineers. Not to mention the hundreds of thousands of people it's going to displace without power and with all the rainfall. Because it was a Category 4, and did it get downgraded? It did. I think it stepped down to Category 3. So I did hear something about it not being as as bad. But then, again, I was just kind of... I West Virginia, NC State being postponed mm. it was really affecting me. So it, it abdicated itself from Category 4 to Category 3? Yeah. So... But you know what I really want? I you know, Do you know how they come up with the hurricane names? No. Well, I guess it goes in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. You know? So and it's they- always... They just they just roll, roll a, through. a through. I'm just hoping, and it's a, a girl name, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping when they go through P, that maybe there's a Hurricane Paula. Okay. I just, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day, Paula. I'm hoping. It's, one day. But um, they've already canceled several games, and they canceled them on, like, Monday. I yeah. mean, they just with the imminent effect of this uh, hurricane, it's it's causing some major havoc across the nation. Or the eastern seaboard, not yeah. the nation. But it's, 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 it's tough down there, man. Those Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina. Well, here's, here's, here's my theory on that, you know. That's what you have to deal with when you live in those areas. Yeah. We're, we're Californians. We get earthquakes. 
We get wildfires. We get taxes. We have huge no, rent. We have huge taxes, Mortgage. huge rent, very expensive cost of living. But don't get me wrong. Like there's parts of South Carolina, like along Myrtle Beach and all that are probably pretty pricey. But, you know, you, you deal with it geographically. Like you live in the Midwest, you get tornadoes. Yeah. And, you know, like what's cool about it, though, you, you get basements with your homes. Yeah. You know, who you, doesn't like a finished basement? You get the, the, the hurricane-proof screen door. I don't think there's a hurricane. Not, well, you know, the, the heavier screen door. Not like the one I, I got here. <laughs> Just a flimsy tin yeah. aluminum can screen door. Yeah, that's not holding anything out. Yeah, you get boards to board up your windows when yeah. you buy a, a new place. Yeah, I would imagine that they always have boards on hand. Yeah, it's it's tough living, uh, but yeah, it comes with the territory. And, you know, hopefully, you know, if you got friends and family out there, hopefully everyone's safe. They've been preaching the evacuation this whole week. Yeah, hopefully people heed the advice of the uh, National Weather Service and, you know, take shelter. Get Get out if you can. If you can't buckle down, button down the hatches, and hopefully you ride it out. Hopefully you got enough supplies and you're able to make it through unscathed. Yeah, no, hurricane's no joke. And like we said, hopefully everyone's okay. Yeah, we're, we're pulling for you guys on the East Coast. Hey, but today we had a pretty uh, pretty fun day planned, but it just ended up being a tough day in general. Long day for us. Oh, it was rough. You know, I was super excited. Um, I forget what annual... What what year it is? It for, was our work employee golf tournament. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, and typically it's a really good day. You go out with some friends. You know, you get a big group together, go play some golf. But today, just the way the pairings were, we got stuck behind two of the worst fucking groups ever. Horrible groups. You know, and I'm uh, Sean's let you know that I'm a horrible golfer. Anyone that, who's been on the the what do you call the the course with me? Knows that I'm not horrible, but I have golf etiquette. Yes, I'm not gonna mess up your mess up your swing on your backswing, like that guy did the tiger. You know, I'm not gonna drive the golf cart on the greens. Definitely a no go. When we're in a scramble, and the coordinator gives us this long speech about, "Hey, if you're hitting past par, just pick up your ball and you get par." I understand that. Yeah. And if you suck that bad to where you're only 20 yards from the tee when you've hit par, pick your fucking ball up and move along. People are waiting. So we had this group in front of us just lagging and hitting the ball 30 times, each person in the group. And it was only a threesome. Yeah. Not even a full foursome. Oh, killing us. Oh, dude, it totally ruined my buzz. I had a good buzz going this morning, you know, a few cocktails, a couple shots, you know, things were flowing good. We were having a good time. And then this happened. Well, you know, and, and at the same time, it's it's really about momentum. Like, even if we're having bad shots, you want to shoot or, you know, swing the, the club Yeah, you every know, three minutes. Yeah, you, 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 know? you don't want to sit there and have to wait we 15 minutes for shots. We have to wait 15 shots. minutes, yeah. You know, and, you know, thank God it's a golf tournament that's got, you know, events or something going on at each hole. You know, was it super, you know, excellent? No, but it was good for a work event and... They had, you know, good food, drinks, all this and that. But if that wasn't there, I'd be so mad at the people in front of me. Oh, yeah. They ruined it for me. So it wasn't fun. Yeah, not to mention, I think I threw my back out because I had to carry the whole fucking team all day. Oh, man. How bad. Me and uh, our fourth partner, Junior. Oh, my God. We are horrible. Thank. Poor guy. I mean, Jared Jared contributed a lot. Uh, I made a couple putts. There was a couple shots that counted for me. Two. Yep, I want to say, and so. I so that's a hundred percent more than I guaranteed. 
Yeah, that's true. I did only guarantee one shot. Yeah. And, and I did, my short game was on, but you knocked down one putt. That was, how many feet was that? 25 feet? Eh, maybe a little farther. Maybe a little more. It was a great putt. It took, it was like a, <laughs> a 10 second, you know, event where you just watched that bowl and it just creeped into the hole. It was pretty sweet. And nobody else witnessed it except our group. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of uh, bittersweet, I guess. I did have a fun event, so we uh, we had a Jack Daniels booth, I think, that we went to, and one of the ladies working it came up to me, kind of like sneaky, and I was like, what is she doing? And she hands me a ball, and I was like, oh, thanks. I just spent $12 on balls, which isn't a lot. <laughs> no, <laughs> I bought the cheap stuff, because I know. You got off cheap. Right? And she, I'm like, it's a ball? She's like, it's an exploding golf ball. And I was like, oh, awesome. So I had to wait for the perfect moment to set up Junior, because you would have known. And Jared would have known because yeah. you have your special logos on your balls or whatever. And it's a plain white ball. And I tell Junior, I'm like, hey, use this ball. I just picked it up. You know, because that's all me and Junior are doing. They're picking up balls on the side of the fairway. Yeah, you had, you had plenty of opportunities to go look for extra golf balls because you guys were in the shit all oh. day. No, and so Junior's, you know, he's getting better. And it's his first time, I think, ever, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. First time ever. So he, he gets up there and, and, and you and Jared are helping him out. So I give him the ball. We're in the middle of the fairway. He already drove. And, you know, Sean comes up to him and starts giving him coaching tips. And it's like, oh, what a perfect setup. Get your feet this way. You're doing pretty good. Junior's listening, super intent. And he, he pulls that thing back. And he's actually looking really good. It was probably his best swing of the day. <laughs> he swings it. And poof, Bill White Smoke Bomb happens, and Jared and you just look at, like, what the hell just happened? And I'm already on the ground laughing. Yeah. It was pretty funny. It was almost as good as Jared spinning around on the bat and then falling over like right. a sack of shit. So what, you had to not take a tequila shot? Yeah. Or take the tequila shot, but if you don't, you had to do the classic bat spin, spin. Bat spin and see how you do. Yeah. He went down. He, oh, when he teetered right. And took like 10 steps hard to the left and tumbled. Oh, well, then he stumbled forward. Try- he almost took me out, but it's a <laughs> good did. thing I'm still semi-athletic. <laughs> you know, I, do- I dodged a, a definite blown-out knee. Yeah, but those were the highlights of the golf tournament. Yeah, and then, uh, then it was hurry up and wait yeah. until we finally passed him, and then it was fine. Yeah. But you had to leave early because your practice is early today. I am a little early. It's our first home game for the JV team. Yeah, it is. I mean. You know, so I'm a, I'm a little, I got that, the, those, those jitterbugs feeling. I haven't been at home for a while, man. Yeah, it's been, it's been over a year. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's a big day for you. Yeah. But these work events are, are, you know, as far as this company, I've only been in there maybe just a little over a year. But have you, you know, the classic like Christmas party and stuff. They used to do a big Christmas party over at the Marriott and Bealton. Uh-huh. Um, it was, they had the, um, the lower ballroom, and there was a bar, and there was dance floor. It turned into a major shit show. Well, it's a, that's what I'm saying. Is like, everyone's probably gone through this. At every workplace, there's that, that, that employee work event that someone's going to get hammered, someone's going to get embarrassed, and it's just good drama for the workplace. Oh, yeah. Um there's always some good stories to tell someone, after. Someone bails and falls, or someone has a hookup. You know, someone pukes. It's, it's something, something dramatic like that. And so, you know, I always like it when it's like a manager. Yeah. You know. But <laughs> the smart ones tend to avoid that stuff. Oh, I'm... At work events, I am P's and Q's, man. I'm watching myself. Yeah. I do not want to be that person. I'm going to drink, but I'm definitely not going to be that guy. Yeah. I've, well, you know what kind of work event? It's okay to do that when you work at a bar. Yeah. When I worked at the bar, I went crazy. Yeah, you have to. 
But yeah. It's expected. When I get a normal paycheck, not really going to take that chance. Yeah, so but you know, Chumash employee open. It was fun. It was fun. It was it was well done. Uh could have been a little better, but hey, we'll take it. But probably my best round of golf ever because you didn't do anything. I didn't so do anything, and, and the rules were you, you're going to at least get par. So Yeah, you'll never be able to say you shot a legitimate 72 at the rate you play right now. And I used my box again hey. for a golf bag. The Titleist box is holding strong, oh. especially with the Gorilla tape. I did use the Gorilla. That shit is expensive. Well, it holds so well, it so it does has hold to be. Well, but yeah. All right, Sean, let's get into our starting lineup. All right, I'll go first, like I try to every time. This week, my starting lineup is Bobby Guy Films. If you don't know who Bobby Guy Films is, he's a YouTuber who does uh, primarily hunting. He does a little bit of fishing videos on YouTube. He's based out of Kansas. This past week was teal opener. So teal is a type of duck that uh, is the smallest type of duck. Well, I thought they, it was a shade of green. Right. Um we uh we actually have a check this week called Teal, you know. Ooh. Yeah, so it's it's kind of fitting. But uh, Bobby Guy films. He him him and like four buddies are out for the Teal opener and some public hunting marsh, and you know they're shooting some birds. They're having a good time, and all of a sudden, you know he's he rocks the GoPro. Teal comes over and he shoots it. He's sitting down on the bank. Puts his hand up and it falls and he just catches it like doesn't even move. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, the video was great. His boys are hype. I mean, it was just it was funny as shit. You know, it's just random, but it's super funny and it's blown up on the Internet. So if you haven't seen it, check out Bobby Guy Films. And it's I don't know what the name of the video is, but those are one of those special moments, though. That's pretty cool. You have, have you ever seen that rock star when he's like. I don't know if he's crowd surfing and they have him straight up and then someone throws a cup of beer at him and he catches it and it still has the beer in it. No. It's one of those kind of moments. Yeah. You get just super lucky. You make that lucky catch. Yeah. And it, it, it just happens to be caught on tape. Right. So it's, it's that much better. That's awesome. But check it out on YouTube, Bobby Guy Films, or it's on Old Row Outdoors. And so Teal's open and Dove opened up like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, right? Uh, Dove opens up the 1st of September. Um, well, at least in California, it does. But they're like little Tweety Birds. Is, no. it, is it for kids? Is it for adults? Or is uh, it for... Dove? No, Dove Dove aren't that small. I mean, they they fly a little slow, but, you know, it's a little different. It's a different feel. Um, you have to find places with water because, you know, like everything, they need water. But, you know, uh, my uncle went down south where we typically used to go for a Dove opener down in Blythe, California. It's on the Arizona border. Typically, it's loaded with dove, but it's a six and a half hour drive. Yeah. So he went down there, and I want to say for the three days he was there, he shot like four birds. Oh. Yeah. I see the teal hunts, and people are walking away with, you know, piles of them. Yeah, you know, they're they're loading up on the teal in the Midwest, but California, typical California, doesn't have a teal season. So for all us avid waterfowlers, we have to wait for October. Third week, third Saturday in October is when duck season officially opens for us. Right. So, so is teal or dove? Is that eaten? Oh yeah, you eat those. Teal okay. are teal are typically pretty good eating if you like duck. Dove, dove is you know it's kind of like a quail. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you want to barbecue it. All it is is you just breast it out, and you can wrap it in bacon or marinate it in Italian, and then you barbecue it. Simple. Yeah, you throw I it. Li- I like watching people, uh, I don't know how you, but clean clean the bird, and they yeah. can do it with their hands. Well, yeah, that's what you do. Pretty simple. You don't need a blade. No, you just, all, all you do is you put your, I clean ducks pretty the similar, pretty similar. You stick your thumb between the bre- the top of the breastplate and the bird, and with dove, it's pretty easy. You just pull it right up because they're small, and there's not a lot of ligaments attached, so it just it peels right off. Yeah, I was uh, at a barbecue bachelor party one time, and I don't know what season it was. I'm assuming it was the correct season, but <laughs> I think you were there. Where were we? Out in, like, uh, Santa Margarita. Santa Margarita? For our big... Uh, Buddy Louis bachelor oh, party. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, someone got a someone had got a dove, and just I I never saw it that quick, and they did a really good job, and I was real impressed. Yeah, uh, God, where were we? Right outside of Paso, San yeah. Miguel. We were San in San Miguel. Miguel. Um, yeah, that was a good time. That was a great trip. Yeah, whole hog cookout. Oh, dude, that was bachelor fun. party quads, shooting clays, we bows went, and arrows. We went through so many rounds shooting oh, clay pigeons. Good times. It good was times. a lot of fun. Yeah, well, for me, my starting lineup is Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly. For me, they they got like a whole rap beef going on, and I'm just excited about it because I've you know not MGK is kind of new to me, but I've been listening to him, and I know Rekka likes him a lot. Yeah, and so I've been listening, and it's it's not that mumbly. It's not that mumble rap too much. No, he he, he touches he, on some of it. A he can bit. get it. You know, he he's he's legit. Um, I heard. I didn't, you know, I didn't hear the initial diss from Eminem. I don't know if that came out via song or well, was it interview? Was it the interview he did was, with Sway? It's what happened a while back, I guess, is that MGK did something and talked about Haley, yeah, uh, Eminem's I, daughter. I remember seeing and something it was about that a while ago. Yeah, like three years ago. And Eminem just got word of it or just started listening to him because he's relevant. Yeah, and fired back. And then there was the whole thing with. Sway in the morning because Sway is on a show that Eminem is like the producer for Shade Forty Five. Yeah, and I guess they're not letting MGK on the show. Something like that happening, and MGK made a song. It's pretty cool. It, I, I, it, I like it. it it's, it's decent, better than Nick Cannon. Oh, it's a decent diss track. It's yeah. it's not bad at all. And I, M, Eminem is the best. No nope. diss track. Yeah, nobody he is people a like legend. Eminem. And it just brings me back to the you know good old times when he used to just rip people apart. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, back in the day, messing with Eminem meant you were committing career suicide. Oh, yeah. Um, does that mean it's over for MGK? Um, oh, time will tell. Because well, I, I don't think so. I think this might heighten his career because he's actually coming back with good stuff. You know, if he comes back with something like he did, I forget what he called Devil's Plan or God's Plan. I forget what he called it. But, something. Yeah. It's it's pretty legit, and I you know a lot of kids are listening to it. But it's funny. So I asked a couple younger people, you know, uh, early twenties, you know, what do you think about this? And they're like, oh yeah, my mom listens to Eminem, <laughs> but they still like Eminem more than NGK. Well, my my thing is is Eminem hasn't fired back yet via diss track. Not a uh, well, yeah, he he's got a song that came out like two days ago. Oh, he dropped one already yeah, for he, it because mm-hmm. uh, the last time I I oh, looked and he at this. and he makes fun of mumble rappers and uh, Lil Pump, and he goes off. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So it's pretty fun. In in true Eminem fashion, he fired right back. Oh yeah, quick. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see 
how the uh, the next shots are fired by MGK. I, I just like diss tracks. I like shit talking. You know, it's kind of like a what's his name? Jalen was Jalen Ramsey, the corner for the Jaguars. Yeah, he's talking shit still. I love it. He's talking shit about Gronk right now. Really? They got Gronk this week. Oh yeah. Huh. Every week he's talking about somebody. My all right, best diss track. I I know it's not a, a big battle rap because the the comebacks were horrible, but when Eminem dissed Mariah, it was awesome. I love that song or track, I guess, or whatever it is. You know, he's got the recordings of her, you know, calling him and this and that is just on point. Um, but then, but then, if you talk about the best diss track where someone just rips someone apart, is Tupac. Um, what you call it against Biggie? I can't even think about it right now. Shoot him up. Yeah. Right. Or no, hit him up. Hit him up. Hit him up. Right. That one's just yeah uh, destroys uh, a guy. Uh, I'm more privy for No Vaseline Ice oh. Cube. I mean, that's one of the greatest diss tracks I've heard. I mean, I know there's a lot of them out there, but there's not a lot of good ones. Well, no. If you you know how people are talking about like Drake and Meek Mill or this and that, I'm like. Those are weak. This is, this is little beefs that people are you know showing. Oh, look at what I said on Instagram. Yeah, it's no make a track, a good track where the whole song is making fun of the guy. Yeah, not one a- verse or one line that you have to really pay attention to. No, make a whole track, let it be known, and go after somebody. Yeah, we're not talking. Um, we're not talking like Kyle Kuzma and Balt versus Ball. Um, Are they <laughs> Lon- versus Lonzo? They had a, a rap battle. They no, they, I wouldn't say rap battle, but they they each released it released a disc tra- a disc track. Well, you both. know that's a whole thing. Is like these guys are athletes, you know. And I know we've had a conversation with Josh, and we'll probably talk about that later. But you can't have. I'd rather have an athlete like Ramsey, like I'm saying, just go out there and talk shit, than try to use their, you know, musical skills to to talk shit or lack thereof of musical just play one on one. If it's Ball and Kuzma, and you're on the same team. Put a one-on-one film out there. I want to see who who wins. That'll right. go, that that'll get more views and more likes. It'll probably make more money than any music they put out. Yeah, because you know it's all trash. Right, and just trash. So, but yeah, starting lineup for me: MGK, Eminem. Thank you for bringing the rap battle back. Oh uh, yeah, you know I I think it's I think it's rap good. Beef. I think it's good for for music and for the genre. Uh, yeah, people need this. Kids don't know how to freestyle anymore. Yeah, it's kind of a dying art. I'd say. I mean, you can just. You can repeat the hook and say one line over and over and over again and be a famous rapper now. So it's kind of garbage. I think I want to go ahead and try to make like a mumble rap song. Uh, Just give it a shot. I think you'd be fine. I think you'd be okay. I I repeat myself all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So let's move into Red in the Pine. Sit down. Sit. Uh, for me, riding the pine this week, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh. Not because of how they played or anything like that. They signed Michael Kendricks, the, formal, the former Cleveland Brown. Insider. Insider trading. Ooh. You know, he admitted to insider trading one count of security fraud and one count of something else. And he's looking to... Up to 25 years when he sentenced. I mean... And this is stuff that happened, I think they came four, four years, or five years ago? Four years ago. And he openly admitted to it. It's like, dude, you've fallen on the sword, bro. Yeah, but he, look, at if you're in the Seahawks, and he said, the court case ain't going to, you know, it's going to last maybe a year. I got a season left in me. You know, and I got to pay off some lawyers. 
He's going to put out a good season. Um, yeah. I mean, he played six years with the he Eagles. got nothing left to play. Like, you say, hey, they got nothing left to play for. Or wait, what am I saying? Yeah. He's got nothing to lose. He's got nothing to lose. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. He's got oh. nothing to lose. You might go out there and just ball out. Well, I mean, he's a decent player to begin with. So, right. I mean, I I totally seen him play well. Kind of reminds me of the guy in the replacements who's going back to prison. Oh, yeah. Give the ball to Wilkerson. He's going to jail. <laughs> you know. Okay, I can see that. It's just, as an organization, it's like... You, it's a risky move. It's a very risky move. I know it's probably... Maybe they know something on the inside. Well, I doubt it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's probably fiscally, like, responsible. It's a cheap pickup. You know, they got KJ Wright and Bobby, Bobby Wagner, their two inside guys, both dealing with a, a couple of lingering issues. Uh, the addition of Kendricks will definitely help, you know, in case one of those guys goes down. He's a good pass rusher. You know, they can bring him in on, like, some sub packages and, you know, use him to blitz. And So he's writing the pine then? No. The organization oh, yeah. okay. is writing the pine because I don't know about that move. You know, I just, I don't. They must have asked some serious questions and got the inside scoop as much as they can know because I'm sure he can't disclose all. Well, I would imagine that if you're going to get signed by a billion-dollar organization, you're disclosing a lot. Right. And but if the Seahawks didn't, and they just went for it to go for it, yeah. In, unless it's just a super cheap move, I didn't see the particulars on you know what they paid him or what he's gonna get paid. Um, it just as a as, as a as a business owner, it just doesn't make sense. You know, you're putting yourself in the limelight for a pretty like egregious reason. Reason, you know, just to me, it seems like unwanted attention. Yeah. Well. You know, well, we'll see how that goes. Let's see the Seahawks. All right, you're right in the pie in Seattle. Yeah, have a good one on the bench. Who do you got? Well, it happened last weekend, and you know, I'm becoming a golf. I mean, golf tennis enthusiast. I'm getting into that country club. You know, I, I doubt got it. a fleece vest. You know, you I'll be that. my polo. My polo game is is increasing. Been watching a little tennis. Okay, U.S. Open. Serena. We all saw it. She got fined seventeen thousand dollars for. Talking back to the official, the referee, because she was getting coaching, which I don't know. Did you see the why she got the first offense or the warning? No, I didn't. I didn't. So her coach kind of gave her like a, a weird thumbs up and the official, and he's in the stands. Yeah. And so in tennis, you're not allowed to get coaching in the middle of a game. And he kind of, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if she got way better because of his hand movement, but gave her a warning and she took it as cheating. Right, and she's like, "Don't say I'm a cheater. I have a daughter, and I don't want to raise her that way. And I've never cheated in my life. I've never needed to cheat, you know." And she started demanding an apology, this and that. And what happened after is, you know, there was a Japanese girl who won, ended up winning, and she got a point or something. And uh, Serena got frustrated, and she just murdered her racket. She tossed it on the floor, and it crushed. And so she knew she was going to get a. Re- reprimanded for that one mm-hmm. and she knew it but she didn't know she was going to take a point she was thought it was her first warning because she didn't really think the official was serious about giving her the coaching call yeah um <clears throat> so here's the thing with that you know I, I listened to some reports and you know that head official the guy that issued the the deductions and right. the reprimands you know he's notorious for being a stickler about the rules and according to the officials He's well within his parameters of the position to do things like that. You know, he did it. He did it earlier in the tournament against uh, God. Who did he do it against? 
it was like Djokovic or Nadal, you know, somebody got popped for an infraction and he busted him. And he, um, consequently, um, Serena's sister, Venus, has had a couple of run-ins with the same judge. So, the, you know, the, they listed several instances where he's... He's a stickler. He's followed the protocol and done and, the same thing. And for a guy who has that reputation, he kind of, like, gave her opportunity. And she went after him about being called a cheater, this and that. And so when she's, like, demanding an apology... She calls him a thief. She gets a third warning, and that's like a game. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's a, that's a game. Don't talk to me like that, pretty much. The head officials come out, and she just can't stop. She's not stopping. Well, she went, she went she on went full AWOL. tilt. She went, yeah, she, she She's was on full, full tilt. tilt. She's talking to the guy. You know, the game is being you know, held up. The girl who's winning right now, Serena was losing already. Yeah. I don't think there was a way to come back, you know. And she's up in his face. And you know what happens? Cameron goes right into Serena's face. And then I'm just looking at her eyebrows. And they are bushy. Yes. She needs to trim up her eyebrows. I'll give it, you know, I'm a Serena fan. But clean it up. Right. You know, I know you got the money, girl. But then, and then at the same time, they, they find her $17,000. That's nothing for Serena. Right. Um, so I'm okay, I'm okay with, with the warnings and the things like that. But... To the point of it taking over a match and determining the outcome, you know, I think that's a little I too much. I think there's a lot of old classic rules in tennis that don't really make sense. Like the coaching rule, like, does it make a difference? Is it really, it's kind of fucked, you know, messed up rule. Like it's just, just kind of, they should overlook a lot of their rules. Like the NFL does every year, hey, we're going to change this rule. Like the catching rule. Yeah. I know it doesn't make sense, but... They're trying to fix it. Yeah, you know, at least there's there's stepping in the right direction. This rule about getting coaching sounds like an old rule, and it was just it was awkward. But Serena just like I said went full tilt. wasn't the champion I wanted her to be, and even if she lost, like it was gracefully, but she was just not. Yeah, she went off the deep end. So I watched I watched um, a Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith. Oh, okay. Um, interview. And what was his take? He he agreed that Serena lost her argument as soon as she brought up him being a sexist. Oh yeah, she tried to pull the woman card. She tried to pull the woman card. Um and Stephen Stephen A hammered her on it. He's like, you know, you you just don't do that. I mean and that's when that's when he started listing off those several other instances about this official. And he's like, you know, you got beef, it's whatever. But once you once you draw that hard line and you play that specific card, it's like you've just lost. You know, you just lost your battle, your argument, because you, you took it there, you know. And what were his actions sexist-based? The only person who will know is he him. He just seemed like a, te- a tennis nerd. Yeah. And he's a stickler for the rules. So, you know, it just... For me, though, I found that interesting. You know, Stephen A. Stephen A. is pretty much an over-the-top kind of boisterous kind of guy, and I didn't see I didn't see the opinion that he took on it. I didn't see that coming from him. Yeah, well, because and, and the thing is, is when you see that that crowd, everyone's got Serena's back. Yeah, and then the women just started going crazy when she said that. You know, you see them standing up, and don't get me wrong, I love the women, and you know, you got to do your thing, but. I don't think this was a case of sexism at all. 
No, I, I think it was fair play. I, I think I think it was fair within the rules, but I think you know the focus the focus took away from the game and more on like the referee. The referee yeah. made it more about him than determine than well, that, letting the game play out. But really, I saw it like I had I watched it replayed just because I can't. He gave her opportunity and she just came back going. and egged him on. Oh yeah, and that's why she's sitting on the bench. Yeah, ride the pine, Serena, with that big old booty. <laughs> Don't get any splinters. Yeah, right. All right. So, being football season, you know, everybody, everybody's into football season. We've waited a long time for it to come back. If you're not into football season, get into it. Yeah, I, I love your St. James Street James voice, Paula. It just happens now. I've been listening. I'm stoked on it. Uh, you haven't heard in a couple past episodes. You know, we're fans of uh, another podcast and. Or two, he's on two other podcasts, yeah. but Ross Patterson, he's a writer, director, he's got a podcast, he's just out there doing his thing. You know, a lot of people don't know about him, but he just came out with his new book a couple of weeks ago that was top three on the New York Times bestsellers, and the audiobook just came out, because I'm not reading the book. Yeah, I don't like to read. And well, it's... Well, you gotta preface it with his first book. Right. His first book was At Night She Cries While He Rides His Steed. It's it's a romance novel written for men. Correct. And it's hilarious. It's it's raunchy, it's funny, it's comedy. Oh yeah. It, you know, if you if you're gonna get your feelings hurt. Yeah, it's not for you. But his second book just came out at uh at When, dark- when Darkness Falls, she doesn't catch it. Yeah. And it's it's just funny. And the, the main character that he's come up with is a guy named St. James Street James. And he's got this kind of voice. Yeah. He's 100 and 186 years old. And he's just the man. Yeah. He, you know, all the drugs, booze, women, he's all about it. Yeah. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's on Audible. If you download the app and try, I want to say it's like a three-month trial, yeah. you know, you will get you can download two books for free. I highly suggest you download both of those. No, I haven't done I it I just yet. did it. It's, I think it's free. Yeah, it's free if you have Amazon. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Nice little plug there for Amazon Prime. Yeah, I don't think they really need the money, but... Yeah, no, they're not hurting at I all. just want you guys to understand what we're talking about, because we, we might be talking about it for a while. Yeah, so... At least hates it. Ross Patterson, check him out. At night she cries while he rides his steed, or as darkness falls and she doesn't catch it. So uh, I played the prologue for Elise when... Because I, I bought a new car. Yes. Oh, so yes, we've been did. in the same car for a while, going to the dealership and stuff, you know? And so we're driving over, and she, she listens to the prologue. And again, just how it comes up, you know, I start talking like him or whatever. And she's like, please don't. I'm like, okay. And I kind of give her one of those scenarios again. Well, babe, all you got to do is do like three or four lines of St. James Street James, talk like him, and I'll, I won't do it anymore. And she's just like, no. <laughs> and so I just rub it in her face. I'll, she wasn't feeling the St. James no, Street James? I put these scenarios, I get these situations and our opportunities. I call them opportunities. Like, hey, if you just do this for me right now. I'll never do this again. I won't irritate you this way. Yeah. And she never takes it. She just she just can't win. Mm-mm. But uh, all right, let, let's get back on topic here. Okay, yeah. Um, right. Oh, new segment. That's right. Yeah, we're, that's where we're going here. Uh, you know, football's back. Everybody seems to be in the fantasy world. You know, my myself, I'm doing four fantasy leagues. Paulo's in what, two? Four. No, I'm in four. You're in four? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, because you just got appointed commissioner of one. I'm a commissioner of two. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Those leagues must suck. Well, there's a six-man one. Whistles and whips. <laughs> it's the coaches and our wives oh, yeah. for the JV team. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a part of that one. No. There's there's no monetary value in that for me. 
It just. Anyways, right. I got a W in that. Oh wait, no, not that the league. I didn't. So the new segment we're going to be doing it's called Shit the Bed Sunday. Who shit the bed? Who might shit the bed? Exactly. I've been get your toilet paper. I've I've been holding on to this segment since halfway through baseball well, no, season. Not even when we came up with the idea of having the podcast. You're like, hey, we should have shit the bed Sunday. Yeah. I was like, hey, let's Grant, for football season. Granted, it's Friday morning. But shit to bed Sunday is something I've been holding on to for a while. You know, when you got a fantasy team and they just absolutely go out there and do nothing and you lose because of certain players, it's called shitting the bed. (laughs) So for me, looking at my teams, you know. This is your inaugural guy getting shit in the bed. Yo, well, I'm getting to that. I went in my ESPN leagues. I went one and two. I lost a nail biter in the coaches league. Because he had Isaiah fucking Crowell score a 68-yard touchdown against the team that shit the bed probably the worst this week would be the Detroit Lions, looking like absolute doo-doo. They started off hot. They got a pick six right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold's first throw of his career, pick six. What a way to start your NFL career. And you think like, oh. Number one, number, number, no, what'd they get? Top 10. Top 10 pick. I forget where the Jets picked him up. But come out. Pick six. Oh, you think you're doing good? Think you're doing good? And this is a Matt Patricia team. You but know, you think the defense is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, you know, he's an attention to detail guy. He's a he's a former Patriot. You know, and so he he has that reputation. He gets that reputation because he's a former Patriot. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm sure that's the way he conducts himself. If you if you're going to stick around that organization as long as he did, you know, you're going to pick up some Bill Belichick ways. You right. know, it, it's it's only fitting. But after that pick six, it's like Matt Stafford threw five picks. Oh, like, my gosh. Oh, man. They, I started him in one of my leagues. Oh, I think Josh started him in two. Um, so the, they get beat. They get beat offensively. They got beat defensively. They gave up a special team score, and I want to say they lost like 48-14 or something fucking terrible. Oh, the first half score, it looked like the end of the game already. Yeah. But, you know, just uh, the, that that caused me to lose Isaiah fucking Crowell, of all guys, to beat me, Isaiah Crowell. Yeah. But what really sucked this week for me, I have Derrick Henry in two leagues. Derrick Henry didn't touch the ball the entire second half. It's like everything went to Deion Lewis. It's like, dude, looking at the rushing stats, it's like they both got equal carries, but he went like 12. No for production. Tw- he went like 12 for 34, something shitty like that. You know, he looked like Ray Griffin from the program, you know, <laughs> getting all caught up in his arithmetic. Right. Um, so Derek, Derek Henry definitely shit the bed. And then Marquise Goodwin. I got him in two leagues oh, as man. well. That he, I got him in one of my leagues too. And you know what sucked about that is I had Marquise and I had Doug Baldwin. Oh, both and zeros. Yes. Oh, the zeros killed me. I had no idea. And he got like, what, he just got bumped to the thigh? Yeah, he take a seat. Thigh bruise, you know, fucking thigh bruise. You're a football player, dude. And Doug Baldwin's known to be like a tough guy. Yeah, right. I was like, oh, give me a shot, come back. But yeah, and then Goodwin just hurt to pull all those zeros. Oh yeah. But you know, you're talking about Matt Patricia. I'm going backtracking a little bit. Did you see the stat that all the first year coaches took a loss this week? I did see that. Zero and seven for all the new coaches. First year coaches, it's like, ugh. Not the best. And then I think all the highest paid quarterbacks other than Aaron Rodgers, you had the Jimmy Garoppolo, the Carr, and uh, who else is a high paid guy that lost? 
Anyways, it was just not good. Jimmy G, Jimmy G didn't play terribly. He, didn't play bad. he just gets paid a lot and took a loss. Yeah, they didn't play bad. Um, another guy who shit the bed for me this week was Travis Kelsey. You know, the Chiefs go out and play play the Chargers, and, you know, Tyreek Hill touches the ball twice, fucking two touchdowns. Dude wound up scoring three tubs that day. And, of course, I went against him. I ran into the buzzsaw. Um, Travis Kelsey, you know, I thought coming into the season, brand-new quarterback, going to take, you know, a lot of the check downs and things like that. And he was a non-factor. One reception for six yards. And it's like, dude, you're fucking me, bro. That's well, like you know, two he's, points. He's the, not, I want to say the main guy because there's a lot of speed. You got Hill and, you know, a lot of – there's some weapons out there. But uh, what's his name? Holmes, the quarterback. Mahomes. 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 Yeah. Mahomes boy. Yeah. He played a pretty good game. He spread the ball around. Dude can sling the rock. Because he, he did not have the preseason that portrayed what he just did in game one. Yeah. I mean, there there was a play, uh, Tyreek Tyree Hill's second touchdown, where they're doing some like play action ride look where he pulls the ride and just sidearm guns a slant to Tyreek Hill. Perfect pass that he winds up housing, but like the way he comes off and fires that ball from that weird angle, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you know who shit the bet for me this week was, you know, phenomenal rookie campaign until he got hurt was Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah, he looked bad. You know, right off the bat, he had a fumble. And I always get, I, I get angry about this. Why does the quarterback, I, I guess it's the rule, it looked like he gave it to the running back, and the running back should have had the fumble. Yeah, I would think so. But they gave it to him, and I was like, those are my points. <laughs> I drafted him. Yeah. For, and uh, it was just, and he never really recovered. Didn't have the game to, you know, really score a lot of points. I don't know why he got me, like, 13 or 14 points. Yeah, that's that's lucky because I think, he, I think he had negative points at halftime. He did. He did. And so he came back a little bit, but it was just... Not what I needed, especially with the zeros. Yeah, I'm sure Le'Veon Bell fucked a lot of fantasy teams out there. But someone who didn't shit the bed was Connor. Yeah, the Terminator, James Connor. Did you did. see his haircut? No, I didn't. Oh, it's crazy. He's got like a, I'd say a, not a a mullet, but like a rat tail going on in the back, and he's got two diagonal like slices going over the top of his buzzed head. So he's been hanging out with Antonio Brown. Crazy hair in Pittsburgh, man. Yeah. Don't get a if you if you like a classic haircut, don't do get your haircut in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it seems to be uh seems to be a trend there for funky hair. Uh let's see, who else did I have shit the bed? DeAndre Hopkins wasn't bad. Um yeah, Derrick Henry for that league definitely killed me. Um the big the big league, we had we had some guys underperform. Peyton Barber, you know, Buck scores 48 points. He has no touchdowns only because Ryan Fitzpatrick decides to run it in. He could, you know, actually, I should have. That's what I was thinking about. Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should be an honorable mention this week for a starting lineup. Oh, they they exceeded expectations. I was juiced on that game. Oh, dude, just bomb after bomb. And spreading the ball. You know, I loved watching Deshaun Jackson catch touchdowns. I missed it. Oh, dude. The dude, the dude's been doing it forever, and it just like when uh, what's his your quarterback's name? Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, oh, Jameis Winston. Jameis comes back after suspension. I don't, I don't know if he's got the starting job. Right, I I really don't. don't. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick plays with emotion. He's hyped. 
He's primal screaming. Oh, yeah. The old linemen love him. Oh, yeah. You know, guys are catching the ball. He's probably one of the best journeyman quarterbacks that, you know, because when, when he had to start at Buffalo, it's just tough. You're in Buffalo. Yeah, you got no weapons. Right. Now he's, you know, got, he's got weapons that people don't know about, and he's using them better than, you know, are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go honorable mention, starting lineup. Your Tampa Bay Bucks. All right. I appreciate it. And pulling that. out the win. I had a loss for him. I put him on the pickups on my fan duel. Mm-hmm. You know, the free one. I didn't spend any money because I'm cheap. Yeah. But uh, for, for those that do the survivor pool, I heard like 32% of everybody in the survivor pools lost because of the way that game went. Oh, I'm sure. Who? New Orleans over Tampa? It's easy. You think. Oh, Sean is hurting today. Oh, no, that was just a big yawn. Don't worry, I'm good. Long just, day, buddy. Oh, it was a real long day. You know, put some stuff together for the house after, you know, practice, after golf. It's tough during football season, and you got to do, like, real-life house stuff. You know, it's all it's really good when football season comes around and the house is situated. Oh, I know. Family's good. I'm kind of stoked right now. Elise was feeling bad because her dad moved to Washington, and she's like, hey, in two weeks... My dad is flying me and uh, wants to know if he could fly me and Lincoln out to Washington to go visit. And she's like, you won't like resent me for going on vacation and taking your son away for the weekend? And all I'm thinking about is how I'm going to have Sunday to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, babe, it's cool. It's cool. Go like, ahead. Yeah, laters. And, you know, even though it's a new place, I got to do a couple of things, drill a couple holes in the wall. Yeah. And I got Sunday. Well, I mean, and if she's going to leave, it's now or never because she's almost to that point in the in the pregnancy well, where she's, she's got to check. If she, yeah, she's got to check if she's able to fly pregnant. I think you can. Well, what she's we're in like almost at the end of our second. I think we're in the middle of the second right now. All right, so she's about six months then, right? Mm-hmm. What's the due date? Uh, New Year's and end of December. Yeah, yeah, right, right around six months. I mean, she should be okay. I want to say it's eight months. I, you know what? I don't want to be on a plane with my. 18-month-old kid. Yeah, I, I yeah, definitely I don't, don't Washington blame is that. probably not a long drive. I mean, a long flight. Washington's... Like an hour and a half, two hours, tops. Right. I, st- I don't want to do that. Yeah, not, not, with, a, not with a young young lad. Yeah, so <laughs> she doesn't know. But I'm just like punting it off. Like, no, 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 no. No, no, it's, I love you and stuff. Yeah. Just, just go ahead and have a good time. So you might two weekends you might be able to watch a sunday game over here at my place my throw a little shindig i thought you didn't have any cable i got cable it's what just, you don't have you don't have red zone or nfl ticket or nothing like that uh yeah i get i get all the games i thought i watched them all i don't know what it's called it's comcast yeah. i don't i don't have the it's not sunday ticket oh okay so it's shitty all right cool we can work with that sunday ticket's not always that good uh it's every game yeah. every week i think i have the nfl i have the the streaming of NFL, uh, the app. Oh, cool. Great. Here, let me just fall asleep on the mic. You're falling asleep anyway. You're boring. Uh, All right. No more shit in the bed? You got anybody else to shit the bed? No. Nope. Coaches, Deshaun. Who do you think is going to shit the bed this week? Ooh. Hmm. Well, I think Josh Allen has got the starting nod in Buffalo. Yeah. I think he's going to shit the bed this week. Okay. Okay. I think... I know I was... Ta- I was like... I was liking the Jacksonville uh, Ramsey shit talking, but they're playing the Patriots. I think they're going to shit the bed against th- the Patriots, just like they did in the playoffs last year. It was, oh, it was know, a good game. It was a good game, but I just like that kind of like, you know, instant karma. 
Yeah. Um, to and, me, but if Jalen Ramsey comes through and they do something, that's awesome. That's what I want to see, really. But you know, if I had to put money on it, you got to go to the Pats all the time. Yeah. Um. I God. I think I think the Packers are going to shit the bed this week. They barely pulled. It I off. mean, they barely pulled it off against the Bears last week. And his knees hurt. You know, you never can tell what kind of shape he's in. Um, but I think there's definitely some concern with his health right now. And with the Vikings pass rush and their defense and their secondary. They look good. You know, there's there's a lot a lot on the line this week. I mean, back to back division games to start the year, that sucks. And I some mean, serious defenses. Yeah. So I, I think there's a high possibility of Green Bay shitting the bed. You know, they shit the bed for three quarters last week and then Aaron Rodgers just started to finally start playing. Well, we already talked about it. Aaron Rodgers is going to do something in the end of the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. Like every he always time. does. Every time. Always does. Yeah. So that's a good call. Um, anyone else in the bed? Uh, no, all the same. You know, I'm not guaranteeing like the Dallas Cowboys. They're yeah. going to just keep watching the bed. Yeah, no guarantees. Yeah. I just like to say shit the bed. Right. Um, cool. So, yeah, that's the new segment. It's called Shit the Bed Sunday. It'll yeah. be out probably every week because it has to do with football, and pretty much that's all that's worth watching right now. Yeah. I mean, if so you're... So instead of watching out for the, per- the team or the person doing well, keep your eyes up for the people who are sucking. Yeah, and let us know who shit the bed. <laughs> um, you know, there's not a lot going on right now. You know, the, the, base, the baseball chase is starting to wind down a little bit. Um, one team clinched a playoff berth, and that's the Red Sox. They have the best record in the MLB. Um you know, there's some divisions that are tight, like the NL West with the Dodgers, Diamondbacks, and the Rockies. That's going to be close. It's going to come down it's to the wire. It's a fun little chase. It's fun yeah. to watch the, yeah. So, but other than that, it's like tennis is over. Uh, I think the golf. So you are watching tennis. Well, no, I know it's over because <laughs> it's not on. Yeah, right. You know, it's not like three blocks, three hours blocked because you're watching fucking tennis. Um, so. I'm kind of sad though, too, now. My dance dance show with J-Lo's over. That stinks. Oh, you got to do the team that won. They're all kids uh-huh. in San Diego. The lab, uh, they, they came with it, bro. Really? Emotional dances. They did like a sentimental one. So they brought it. And they did a Missy Elliott one. Oh, they came with They won. Oh. Imagine like 13 preteens won a million bucks and hugs from J-Lo. Yeah. Pretty solid. I'm going to give it to them. Uh, and then another show that kind of ended. I know this is sports, but... We, me and my wife, we watch Bachelor in Paradise. Not going to watch that. I, dude, it, it finished. I am so thankful it finished. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I sit down with the wifey. We watch one or two shows. Bachelor in Paradise is crazy. And so these people hang out on the beach. You know, they're all ex-contestants or whatever. And a handful of them hook up together. A couple propose to each other. And then one dude gets on the live show thinking, you know, his girl thinks that she's going to get proposed to. And she he fucking dumps her on live TV. So <laughs> fucking good. I started laughing. Elisa's already asleep. That's hilarious. Oh, it's so good. That's so... You know, I'm glad that one's over. Sad about the J-Lo show. Yeah. You know, but now I need... I got, I got to catch up on the Mayans. That's what I don't have. I don't have the FX. It's actually like, the Paramount channel now? That one's Paramount too? Yeah. Oh, Yellowstone and Mayans. Great. I'm just going to up my package this week. I think you should. Yeah, it's about that time. Yeah. And your wife's buying back my TV. Is she? I think so. I think we're just trading it. For cash? No. <laughs> but isn't it funny, though, that you sold me the TV and now we're just giving it back to you? It's yeah. back in your life. It, 
you know, if you love something, let it fly away. All I know is that once we, we give it to you, I get a brand new TV. Right. So I'm not feeling bad about it. You shouldn't. I think we're going to go 55 or 65 inch, so. Oh, yeah. And something lightweight that can stick to the wall. Yeah, you have to go big time. Yeah. Have to go big time. So college football. Yeah. Got a couple of pickums for you. Tell me what you think. I know one what you're going to take. We got big, big rivalry since the Vince Young, Reggie Bush game. We got SC versus Texas. It's in Texas, right? Uh, yes, sir. And uh, SC did not look good against Stanford. They did not look good, but let, let's get this straight. Texas is not Stanford. Stanford's great up front, and they have arguably the best running back in the country. KJ Costello has been balling at quarterback. Um, I just I don't see the Longhorns having that kind of firepower. I think so, man. The Longhorns have a lot of hype this season. You know, like a lot of returners. You know, the young coach. I, I think Texas has got this, you know. I'm going to go hook them horns. I'm going to hook them horns. SC did not impress me. Their quarterback, what's his name, JT. Right or something. Not that impressive. Didn't look good. Did not look good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Longhorns on that one. Another big game coming up. You know, you got that. Roll Tide, Alabama playing Old Miss. Yeah. Alabama Should, and a landslide. Yeah, landslide. Old Miss is just not good enough. Not structurally sound. And but a fun one for us I like to look at is the LSU Auburn game. Yeah. Um, you know War Eagle or Go Tigers? Ed o- Ed Ogeron is uh if he pulls off this win. He's a good coach. I met him, I listened to him speak. He's a nice dude, he's a funny dude, he's got a thick accent. Um, I don't, you know, LSU to me, just, I don't see them with their identity yet, what they really are, what they're going to do to people. Cause I think they've only played one game and they played like dog shit Jones, Either some shitty ass Miami LSU. Oh, you said Auburn. My bad. No, I said LSU. Yeah. LSU played Miami. Did they play Miami? Yeah. And they shit on Miami. You sure? Yes. In freaking Dallas. They played a freaking Jerry world. Oh, that's right. And they did They did crush. They crushed. They didn't have a second. Did they have a second game? It's what happened is that everyone's not looking at LSU like they did a good job. They're looking at Miami just shit the bed. Yeah, because... That's you, what happened. Yeah, that's why it's pretty forgettable. Mm, but no, I'm, I think it was a big win for them because Miami is hype. And if they, like I said, if LSU does a Miami-Auburn win back-to-back, yeah, pretty solid because that's a tough schedule. Yeah, I get that. And then you got TCU versus Ohio State. Um TCU's ranked twelfth. Ohio State's ranked four. So that that should be an interesting battle. I think Ohio State will pull away with that because they got more talent. Is Ur- yeah, Urban still? You know, he's not he's not really coaching. Yeah, not yet. So not yet. That might hurt. He's probably still laying out shoes and <laughs> you know just kind of hanging out. Right. And then another game I might be watching. I just like it. Uh, Oklahoma State versus Boise State. Could be a shootout, but I uh, I think Boise State's a much better team. I mean, is it where is it? Is it in Boise or is it in Stillwater? I think it's in Boise. If it's in Boise, playing on the Smurf turf. Yeah, the Smurf turf. It's just completely different. It's a tough environment to play in. Yeah, you got ducks trying to land on you all the time. <laughs> no, we got a buddy over at Boise. I heard that we're in the the recruiting office. They, they they listen to hold my whistle. Yeah, there we go. We'll take it. We appreciate the viewers. Yeah. So let's go Broncos. Yeah. Right. Any uh, other picks you got down there? Uh, those are the old games I'm going to watch. I'm sad that the SC is the only big. Pac-12 game I'm going to watch, but... You know, it is what it is. Yeah. And then, you know, Penn State's... A lot of... Now we're seeing a lot of the week three, like the bigger schools playing some weak teams, the Kent States and this and that. And 
Excuse you, dude. Jeez, can you drink a bang or something? It's in the fridge, and I don't want to get up. I'm about to wake your ass up, man. Well, all right. Well, hey, it's that's our show for today. Yeah, five thirty is gonna roll. Five forty-five is gonna roll around real quick for breakfast. Oh, it's like one fifteen. Are you gonna go full breakfast? You gonna go country uh, countryside? Um, we won. We won the last two weeks, so I have to go bacon and cheese omelet. Ooh, with some toast. All right. So that'll be my breakfast in the morning. Way to keep, you know, don't mess with the mojo. You can't. You just can't. You have to stick to your guns. Well, we got a home game. We're going to give a big shout out for all our pirates out there. Go big. And hey, that's our show. I'm Paulo. I'm Foy. And we're out. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby, let me know. Girl, I'm gonna show you how to do it And we start real slow You just put your lips together